Welcome back into the great Scott show. Playing some Beastie Boys for my guy, Dr. Brian Maggard. He likes to mix up album. All instrumental. Great uh, beat, Scott. A Nico is like, uh, he's a... He He's hardcore into it, so he, he and I always have something to talk about. <laughs> the Louisiana Raising Cajun Director of Inter- Intercollegiate Director of Athletics. Did I get it right? No. Director no. of Athletics. Director of Intercollegiate AD. Athletics. AD. Vice President. That's it. Vice President of, of Intercollegiate. That's what it, I, I try to get the... Oh, mercy. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> official title. Um, sorry. There's a lot going on right now, as you know. Um, you guys have been extremely busy, but... Cajun baseball, the season tonight. Opening um, night. Opening night. It, it, you had an opening night two years ago. You had one last year, but obviously everything was different with, with COVID and everything. And I remember two years ago, and it was a very emotional night, and it was the first game without Robe, and it was a tough, close loss, but there's something about the atmosphere. We say this about Lamson Park, too, honestly. There's just something about the atmosphere at uh, MLT Moorefield at Russo Park that – just being at the ballpark, you can't recreate it. I, I know, not to say that your job's easy by any stretch, but in terms of, like, selling tickets, obviously you want the program to be good and everything else, but when the atmosphere is what it is, it kind of is a selling point every year, no matter no matter what's going on. That's right. It helps immensely. You know, we have such a passionate and loyal fan base when it comes to our two diamond sports, right, uh, both baseball and softball. So, you know, Pushing ticket sales is not something you really have to do. You don't have to push, right? They they sell organically, and, um, you know, just, again, you have such a great fan base that comes out and supports. So tonight's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great weekend. You know, a little chilly tonight, so dress warm. Uh, Sodexo, our concessionaire, will be selling lots of hot chocolate. So, you know, we may have more hot chocolate sales and beer sales tonight, but uh, it's all good. And, you want to uh, bet on No, that? I don't want to bet on it, but... <laughs> Hey, bring the kids, right? And they can drink a lot of hot chocolate. Yeah. Know, my mom and dad consume something else. But, no, I, I'm very excited. It's going to be fun. Um, and then a beautiful day tomorrow and, I believe, Sunday as well. You know, so but a great opponent in Cal Irvine, I think, number 23 maybe. Uh, 14. 14. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Mike, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 14. That's right. I, I saw 23 for well, something else the other polls, day. No, so. it wasn't that. So you are right. It's 14. And so um, great opponent, great test for the Cajuns. Uh, we're going to see, you know, what we have and uh, certainly win or lose. That doesn't make or break the season. But uh, I'm I'm just really excited. I think uh, if, if this team has half the tenacity that, that Coach Degg says they do, we're going to be really good and, and really tough. Do you ever, like, talk to Coach Deggs about work and he suddenly just wants to, like, run through a wall or <laughs> go, like – on like a mission or something. Yeah, he's always in t- you know, no matter what conversation we're having, you know, he'll just kind of look at you, lean back, and something about his voice. There's, it, always, it, there's it, always an intensity. In I, it. That's <laughs> it. Like I try to describe it to people, and I I do like him, and I have not to say that I don't have good conversations with him. I do, but it's so. I'll ask him a question, and then I don't know if he's about to laugh because he thinks it's funny, or if he's about to, if he's giving it deep thought. But there's this, um, and I, I've told people this since. You know, the first few times I ever talked to Coach Deggs, there is always an intensity to everything that mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. It's just innate. Like he, I guess he was just born with it. And I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know he's been open about his journey and, right. and being sober for yep. a number of years now. But that guy, I mean, if you you want someone in your foxhole, good mm-hmm. Lord. No I doubt. Mean, he's no going to. He's dynamic. He you likes know. to scrap. Yeah, even his, his regular conversations are dynamic, right? Yeah. He's a great speaker publicly. Uh, but he's just a guy who's... Um, 
He's very focused. He really is. And that's that's a good word for and, it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you combine that focus with intensity. And, again, you know, let's put all that together this year, like he said, at our uh, uh, first pitch social. You know, we just got to go win. Got to go do it. And uh, I know he's ready this year. I think he feels extremely well about his squad, uh, his coaching staff. And uh, so hopefully all the pieces of that puzzle are to get put together and we can uh, go out and make Cajun Nation proud. How, how are – where are – Ticket sales in terms of if for folks that maybe they're listening right now, mm-hmm. they're like, I got to get in on this. Yeah, you want to get in tonight for sure because uh, it, it is not sold out, but there are limited tickets available. It's limited. I couldn't give you a number, but it's don't wait around too long if you're really considering coming out tonight. Again, dress warm. It's going to be chilly. We know that. But it's also opening night in uh, at Russo Park. Beautiful facility, as you said. I think it's going to be electrifying. Uh, so under the lights, great opponent. But we have a great team, and so, again, come out and get your tickets. Go to the Cajun Dome box office, avoid those Ticketmaster online fees, and uh, just be ready to have some fun tonight. Head over to the Cajun Dome, buy a ticket, cross the street, go. There's General Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, softball-wise, I know that they opened their season last week. Again, great atmosphere. Right. What are What are uh, – I think – there were only outfield tickets maybe left in terms mm-hmm. of for the season. My dad's a, a season ticket holder yes. for softball, by the way. He yes. loves UL softball. Um, where, where, how many are left in general, like uh, season tickets? Well, I know the entire grandstand is full from a season ticket selling standpoint, so you're not going to get a, a ticket, a single-game ticket there or a, or a season ticket if you're trying to do that. So, you know, I don't know what the exact number is. I mean, there's there's plenty in the outfield. So if you wanted a season ticket, uh, certainly you could you could get that. Um, and then obviously you can buy single game tickets in the outfield as well. But again, just very very uh, grateful, you know, for our fan base who've stepped up this year. I think it's to your point, Scott. You know, between the twenty season and the twenty one season, you know, people are just very hungry for their diamond sports here. And uh, both teams, you know, uh, Jerry has jumped out to a six and zero start, uh, crushing it. You know, pitching is phenomenal. Hitting's you know very good. Scoring a lot of runs, uh, preventing our opponents from hardly scoring at all. So, very excited. But they know that team next Thursday, huge matchup against number two Alabama coming into town. And so, I think that'll be a true test for us. Kind of really see where we are. But uh, I like the way we performed this past weekend. And on Tuesday night, we're beating the teams the way we should. And uh, but next Thursday, it'll be a good litmus test for us. Dr. Maggard, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Um, Home Bank, you guys had a big announcement we this week. They made a, a $1 million <clears throat> donation. They will now uh, be the name of the track and field and uh, soccer facility. facility. They'll have their name on it. But I know that in the release and, and a lot of what was announced was that a big part of that donation is going to Cajun Field renovations. What... We hear $1 million mm-hmm. on the outside. We're like, I guess that, obviously, it's a big number. It helps. Specifically, just, I guess, in layman's terms, what is that? How much would a Cajun field renovation in terms of what you want to do? Like, how big of a piece of the pie is a donation? That big? Well, you know, if you're looking at a uh, $60 million facil- facility, it's one sixtieth, right? <laughs> that, But, uh, no, anytime you get a seven-figure gift, it's uh, it's extremely impactful. And, and not that all gifts are not. Don't get me wrong. You know, a $20,000, $10,000 gift is certainly welcome. But when you get those seven-figure gifts, um, it's those are needle movers, right? Those allow you to you know, really generate a lot of excitement, I think, when you're able to announce it both locally and nationally. Uh, but, you know, in terms of 
getting closer to that uh, full cup of money that you need, it does move the needle in that regard. So very grateful for Home Bank, uh, particularly the president and CEO, John Bordelon, who's a, you know, a former a UL football player, uh, a former uh, board of trustees chair. Um, you know, he, he's a gentleman who's just, he and his family, his wife, are greatly invested in UL. And I'm really appreciative of him, his leadership, and, and all of Home Bank for making this commitment to us because it's, it's a big deal. Where are we at in terms of Cajun field renovations? Like, how? What's the what's the process like? Status, where we are? That's a good question. So, you know, we've raised roughly thirty four to thirty five million dollars, right? And then we've got a little bit more to go in that space, and then uh, you'll see us starting to really put together our sales plan for the premium seating products. You got uh, suites, we have loge boxes, and we have uh, club seats, right? We we're down the road pretty well with the sweet sales already. But uh, so you'll see us starting to hear oh, over the next probably several weeks start to ramp up our plans for uh, club seat sales and loge box sales, right? Um, within terms of the timeline, you know, we are uh, waiting on the university to issue uh, what's called an RFQ, re- Request for Qualifications. Mm-hmm. That is then followed by an RFP process, Request for Pricing, right? So you go through that exercise to, to give everybody a fair opportunity to bid and, 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 and apply. You then identify, you know, your architect and your construction manager, you know, at the end of that Request for Pricing process. Sign a contract and get rolling, right? Now, we've, we've done some preliminary. And so I feel good about from a design standpoint, we, we've done some We've taken a little bit of a unique approach, and we've done some preliminary design work. So we're a little bit further ahead than what you might normally be when you start that RFQ, RFP process, right? Internally, we are. And so anyway, you know, if, if the stars align, right? And, you know, I don't want anybody to hold me to this. I want to be clear about that. But if the stars align, hopefully we're starting demo uh, immediately after the 22 season, uh, having uh, Cajun Field fan-friendly and safe, for the 23 season, right, with, with seating disruption. We know that. And then uh, Perfect World, we're opening the renovated stadium prior to the 24 season. Gotcha. But a lot of things have to line up, right? Sure. we got to get there through There are a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts in this. And, and you know, our process, yeah, financing is a big deal. Financing is a big deal. We have uh, our university and foundation uh, working very hard on lining up financing, right? That's a big deal in what we're trying to do. And so uh, we got to get the... We've got to get the issuance of an RFQ, RFP done. We've got to get financing finalized uh, and get the get the design going here further down the road to allow us to meet those deadlines that I just mentioned. Sure. And look, it's easy for me to say, look, it's past time. And I think mm-hmm. it is, but it's not like the process just started. No. It's such a long process before it you is. even begin demo. It really is. It, but it, it is. It, it, it's, it needs the, the plastic surgery. It does. You know, oh, it without a doubt. Surgery. We are so far behind. I mean, it's not even... It's not even funny anymore, right? Sure. Cajun Field is, is not a venue that uh, should house a top 25 football program. And it's going to be hard to continue, I think, your, your, your national ranking, you know, if you don't, if you settle for that, for that type of facility. So it's, it's had its, uh, it's outgrown its shelf life. It's served, I think, you know, UL and Raging Cajun football very well, right? It's, but uh, it's time. And we've, we've got to step up. We've got to find a way to get this done. And uh, I'm very excited about the opportunity ahead of us. Preliminary renovations. When you say that, I, I this this has been, I guess, a sticking point for some fans, and I know it's something that you guys have never really had control over. 
uh, and it, I guess it's probably a small detail in the grand scheme of things. Great crowd on the home side. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of the stadium, there mm-hmm. are empty seats there. And I know the actual, if, if I'm, I, I heard this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the actual number of uh, seating and capacity might actually go down a little bit, which mm-hmm. isn't bad, no. certainly in today's day and age of college football, not just here, but everywhere. But in terms of like with renovations, where you're filming and, and yeah. the, 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 the culture videos, they're great, right? The recruiting tool that that provides. And you're seeing the highlights. And I mean, I'm, I'm at games and I'm seeing the highlights and it's like, man, there was a lot more people there than, than what this video would suggest. And mm-hmm. then you have ESPN come to town, whatever. Is that, is that part of the consideration when, you're, when you guys are... I don't even know how you would do it, right? How you would change something like that? Am I rambling here? Is this? Yeah, it's sense? a ramble. <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> but you get what I'm if, saying. If like, you're asking, are we going to flip the? Correct. No, we're not going to flip. So we'll continue to uh, video from the west side, right? Now we we know and we continue to try to find ways to to fill in, so to speak, that east side. We we need to make that east side much more attractive. So we do have some uh, thoughts and plans uh, that are you know in the works of finding out how can we finance some things over there and do some things differently to create a much more engaging atmosphere for both our students and the general fan base to want to be over there. So as an example, um, we're, we're trying to, to get some financing done here to, to make sure we have a ribbon board, you know, in that space over that overhang. Now, that's not necessarily a, a fan amenity, so to speak, for the east side. But we're also, uh, we want to work on re- really uh, uh, renovating those concession spaces over there. And if we can find ways to turn those into more of a bar restaurant uh, environment mm-hmm. as opposed to just a concession bay, mm-hmm. that's something we're exploring now. So in essence, so if you're sitting over there on the east side, you've got a almost like a bar restaurant type feel over there as opposed to just walking up to a concession bay. Uh, we're also trying that we're looking at uh, some uh, at the top of the concourse, right? So not in the bleachers, but at the very top of that concourse, some premium seating options for people. Uh, entry-level premium seating options that would just, again, get more fans over there, uh, give them a good experience. So if they have that and then they can, you know, right behind them would be these kind of bar restaurant type feels, you know, then we're hoping that that will get, uh, you know, students a little bit more engaged and excited about coming to our games as well as a general fan base sitting over on that side. Well, you guys make changes each year. Um, and I guess you have to, right? You're constantly evolving. I know last year talking to a couple of students i mean having moving the student tailgate was was a was yeah, huge right. you know that was a big part of it and changing the fan experience you know um it's just different now i mean when i was in college and i didn't go to ul but i went to school without a football team but it was the idea of like a, a college football atmosphere it didn't the atmosphere was in terms of the amenities mattered but really it was is the team winning are they good mm-hmm. right and ul's got the longest winning streak in the country and that's that is a big draw for a lot of people, but as you know, kind of for a younger generation, they they want even more, right? right. Their attention. Yeah. It's like I, it's <laughs> you're, how difficult is it to never rest on your laurels yeah. and constantly evolve every single year? Yeah, I don't know if it's difficult. It's just, it's just you got to be mindful and intentional about doing it, right? We we every year, you know, we we quality control, and even during the season, right? When we enter the season with a plan, we're always you know, QCing it, so to speak, and uh, seeing what's working and what's not, what, you know, what tweaks can we make if uh-huh. we need to. But then certainly at the end of the year, you know, we sit there and evaluate and say, okay, what 
can we do different? Now, we know, again, we've had ideas to try to enhance and up, upgrade the east side uh, ever since I've been here. And, and just candidly, we haven't done a whole lot in that space, right? But as we get ready to roll out a renovated stadium, you know, I'd really like to see us be able to do some of these upgrades that I spoke of um, on the east side, certainly before the 23 season, right? Because if the upper deck is down, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to have to move to the south end zone or the east side for that 23 season. And candidly, there are going to be some people in the lower west bowl that's going to have to move because we will end up the way we're going to design some of the premium products. We're going to eat up some of the top rows on that west side in the lower bowl so a lot to a lot to you know figure out here in a short amount of time but uh i'm just a firm believer if we can continue to find a way to make that east side more attractive you know get get away from that general mindset of oh here's a concession stand just walk up and do it let's let's kind of create a i call it a a, a bar-like atmosphere right for people to go over there hang out have a good time um we think we can continue to grow the grow the uh, number of bodies over there. Awesome stuff. Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest, Louisiana Rage Occasion Director of Athletics. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette. Best ticket in sports. We're coming to you from the ESPN Lafayette studio, sponsored by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app, the best Louisiana sports betting experience. Learn more at betrivers.com. Uh, we got more to get into. I, I, I want to shift gears now to uh, the coach hiring process and not when it comes to a head coach, because you and I have discussed that quite a bit. Um, you've hired a few since you've been the AD and, and we've talked about it. When it comes to like an assistant, um, a head coach wants to wants to have, you know, a, a person on the staff, a guy, a gal, whatever. How long does that process usually take? Because I know that it's you guys can't make an announcement until a lot of I's have been dotted and mm-hmm. T's been crossed. So in, 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 is it, does it vary or is it usually the same amount of time? Like, okay, here's the person. We're not worried there's going to be any hang-up, but we really can't announce right. anything until X, Y, and Z happens. What's, how long is that process usually and, and why, does it, why does it take a little? Well, this is just yeah. curious, Well, I think, you, think? you know, candidly, there's, just a, there's some bureaucracy involved in, in any type of hiring process. So it's not specific to UL, right? But when, you know, uh, human resources has some steps that you know everyone has to take before a hire can really be announced because you don't want to get out in front of something announced and then all of a sudden you know something goes wrong right Mm -hmm. now the likelihood of that is very slim right but we just want to be good partners with the university and make sure that we don't get out there too far ahead and announce but you know you've got to ultimately you got to post a job you got to wait a certain number of days before you can close that posting and then that you identify the candidate you submit that name there's a process that that a human resources goes through everything from background checks to degree confirmation to all these things. So there's a lot of steps, right, that a lot of people on campus have to go through in order to, to make the hire official. So we work very closely with the Office of Human Resources and try to be great partners with them um, to make sure that, <clears throat> again, we are following all the guidelines necessary, but understanding that, you know, right or wrong, the sport industry seems to move at a little bit quicker pace, right? Because uh, the the job opportunities are very competitive. You know, if you're out trying to hire an assistant football coach, as an example, you know, that person might have two or three offers on the table. And so if you delay it too long, you're going to lose that person. Uh, so, but again, we do go through a process. We work with campus on that. And, uh, you know, quite often we will know internally, you know, who the person is, but we just try to make sure that we don't... Uh, step out of bounds and, and, you know, put something out there publicly before 
the T's have been crossed and the I's dotted. So there's not necessarily, it, it, it varies in terms of amount of time, but when it comes to sports, it, it might move a little quicker than some other aspects. Well, I don't know if it necessarily moves quicker. We just, we know that we need to move quickly and, and you know, try to push things through and work right. closely with human resources to help get things finalized. You're not um, just like, here you go. You might say, here you go. And the next day, like, hey, how's, how's it going with that? <laughs> and the next day, where are we at with that? That's right. Staying you know, on top of it. Again, we have good partners on campus. So, uh, you know, we have people in human resources that work very hard. UL does have quite a few uh, s- approval uh, signatures required. And uh, so, you know, it goes through that. But the good news is it's all done electronically. So you can kind of go in, you know, it, Kind of starts with me, you know, as the uh, the hiring agency, if you will. You know, I, I click approve, and it has a few more stops um, and, and things like that. And then, uh, obviously, you got the the financial side, where you know your your university budgeters are making sure they're documenting everything. So, yeah, it's all good. You know, yeah, it, it, I, it takes a minute. It does take a minute, but at the same time, we uh, it's a process that we work through, and we've never you know not benefited from trying to hire somebody. Last. Curiosity question in regards to that. Um, head coach salaries, there people can go figure it out. It's online. Mm-hmm. You guys don't shy away from it. when you hire a coach, you literally give us here are all the details. When an assistant coach leaves in season, out mm-hmm. of season, whenever, is there a, a, a how do those contracts are they do they vary by coach? If a coach is just like, All right, yeah, we might be in the spring ball, but I've got this offer, so I'm leaving. Is there uh, do they owe anything, or mm-hmm. is it just kind of, is it amicable, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, there's always buyout clauses, even for the assistant coaches, and so it's usually a percentage of the base salary based on when they leave, right? So it's either, uh, I think, if memory serves, you know, the first 120 days, it might be 45% of their base salary, and after that, um, uh, up until a certain time when their contract might end, it might be uh 35% or 30%, something like that, right? It, it's a decrease. But yeah, there's, so there's a, usually a buyout involved and, and the, uh, the the program that they're going to typically takes care sure. of that. So Florida's written you some pretty big checks in the last year. <laughs> well, we're still waiting, but yeah, they will. Still waiting? That's right. On all of them or? It was just one, you know, and it's just Coach Napier's buyout because the way his assistance contract, you know, he, the, his assistants were tied to him, right? So they were on two-year deals, but if he were no longer the head coach, then in essence, um, there was no obligation on our part or their part. So every one of them. So like Coach Couch just it, yeah. But okay, and and there was another coach that left. It didn't go to Florida, but so you guys still haven't gotten the the check from Florida for. We're waiting. We're still waiting, but we are in communication with them, and they had to go through an an approval process. You know, when you're when you're How talking, how does that kind of, tie up some of the things you want to do? Oh, it it doesn't really, because it's not like we're sitting there, you know, anticipating. Hey, let's get you know this it's coming. We know it's coming. Sure. That's right. Yeah, so we're, so we're we're fine. Business as usual. We're fine. All right, we're I fine. Swear, you know, come on. <laughs> I'm about pushing things along. I'm about to call Scott over there. That's in right. Gainesville, be like, right. here's the pin. Yeah, our CFO's in contact here's with their pin. CFO, and uh, you know, it's all it's is that all is very that amicable. normal? I mean, because yeah. folks yes. can hear that and be like, wait, whoa, whoa. I mean, it it sounds like this is yeah. They had to go through an approval process. Uh, you know, to to write a check like that, and uh, and he's probably still hiring another fifty or sixty people. No know. doubt, you know. So they're they're trying to hang on to that money, I'm sure. But no, it's uh, it all works out well, and it it all works out in the wash, as they would say. Sure, sure. You're still able to put a pen to paper and see, okay, we can do this, 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 yes. and when it gets here, we'll, right. you know, well, it'll mm-hmm. be official. So it's not really a big mm-hmm. deal. All right, forty after the hour. Speaking of uh, buyouts and leaving and things like that, there is a lot of fans. 
asking about Conference USA and mm-hmm. the future of the Sun Belt. I got a few questions for you on that. You're good to hang out for one Absolutely. more segment. That is Louisiana Rage Education Director of Athletics, Dr. Brian Maggard. I am Scott Prather. We will be right back right after this. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back. Into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Dan Patrick coming up at 9. Brad Topham has got a show loaded with baseball content for those of you that want to get ready for uh, opening day, tonight's game. The color analyst for UL Baseball, owner of the Jambalaya Shop, will uh, will be on. He's excited. Get your socks ready for the game, for the atmosphere tonight. You might have to wear two pairs of socks. It's going to be a little chilly. Bring your jackets, but um, it's going to be awesome. Hot chocolate. That's some, what, $2 Natty Lights and beer specials happening? Yes, sir. $2 Natty Lights. and uh, I just love the, the, the array of beer selections. That's right. I think, so I think I, you know, doing a good job in that space. Uh, it's going to be really cold beer. I say um, that like I go and drink it. No, I just kind of go I know, in the press right. box and walk around. Peruse lot, the One day I'm just going to go and like just sit down and just not work and just drink a bunch of beer. Or drink a, a responsible <laughs> amount of beer. Let me say that. A responsible amount of beer. One day, I'm going to do that. That's what a lot of folks do. Dr. Mag's looking at me. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of beer, real quick. Uh, Patty in the Park is happening March 17th, y'all. St. Patty's Day, sponsored by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. It's downtown Lafayette Park International. You got Clay Cormier. You got my guy, Wayne Toops. You have some great artists from... Back when Dr. Magger was clubbing. Rob Bass, it takes two to make it. Th- you know that one? Yeah, no. absolutely. Quad City DJs. Yeah. Tone Loke. Remember Tone Loke? Funky Cole Funky Medina. Funky Cole Medina. Uh, it's going to be a great lineup. You can get your tickets now at eventbrite.com. $20. Buy them now. Kids 12 and under get in free. $25 day out. So you want to get your tickets ahead of time. That is Patty in the Park. Sponsored by Bud Light Next and Go Auto Insurance. So what comes next for the Sunbelt Conference? Um, let's start with James Madison. They are not part of Conference USA. Um, they let it be known that they were planning on joining the Sunbelt. I think when we talked about conference realignment, maybe over the summer, there was talk of, you know, James Madison, ideally the, the, the expectation is they'll be there next year. But from a football standpoint, they're going to have to not be in the Sunbelt in football and other sports. Um, where, where is James Madison in regards to their future in the Sun Belt across the board? Yeah, no, they're all in. So, uh, you know, starting on July 1, officially, uh, you know, James Madison will be in in all sports uh, to include football. And um, and then, you know, I think we're anticipating. Certainly, I can't give official comment because I don't have it, but we anticipate that the other three schools will be as well. Is this just a... I guess just you and obviously you'd just be like, I can't say. So I ask you questions and maybe you can't say. It feels like maybe a legal dispute and Kusa's just trying to 
possibly get some more finances out of this thing? I mean, I, I know the Sunbelt hasn't released a statement yet. Right. Is it a matter of, well, when, when some lawyers give Keith an okay, mm-hmm. then he can? I, more than likely. I think that's the case. You know, I don't know if that's the exact uh, approach, but I think uh, I'm with you, Scott. It kind of makes sense that we'll, uh, you know, we'll wait until uh, we, being the Sunbelt, are given the green light to make an official announcement, and, and if and when that occurs then we'll do it. How often do you and the other 80s talk about this? Quite a bit, quite a bit, you know, whether it's just, you know, through phone calls and things like that. And, you know, sometimes it's in, in group uh, uh, visits. Otherwise, you know, it's just kind of You guys have a little text chain going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You always have that going. But, uh, you know, we always delete them right after. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, no, but, a lot, and the, but there's a lot of phone calls, too, you know, whether it's uh, Brent Jones at Troy giving me a call. I'm, I still serve as a chair, my, my chairmanship ends uh this spring so after the spring meetings in destin uh, i will turn the chair over to jared benko who's the ad at georgia southern um but uh, so i think you know being in that chair you get a lot of people right coming at you they're they're Um, calling you and i do have a lot of communication with keith you know in this position moving forward will be jared for the next year but um no it's uh you know we're all patiently waiting uh we read you know in the media what uh everybody else does but uh Again, if you're asking me, um, my guess is is it will be a 14-member conference. The expectation has not changed since what you told That's me correct. in the summer. That's correct. Um, were you surprised when Coos released their schedule? Or were you anticipating not really, that? No, no. I mean, I think, you know, they have their reasons for doing what they have to do. And, you know, I, I mean, I can actually respect it. So it's... <laughs> nothing personal. No, nothing personal at all, at all. So, uh, and, uh, you know, who knows? But I just think that uh, I think it'll all get resolved. We really do. Is it, are the schedules kind of set assuming it gets resolved or do you still have to wait to set future schedules? Once no, I think uh, once there's probably, you know, a, a level of anticipation uh, that's going into few, certainly the 22 schedules and beyond. Sure. Right? That's what I mean. And, right. right. And so um, I, I know the Sunbelt will be prepared. So a lot of that work has likely been done, but you can't mm-hmm. really that's right. move forward with it until Things are that official. last thing is, is that, you know, we've talked a lot, I guess, about process. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things uh, in regards to process. Yeah. But if the expectation of those four, uh, well, certainly one is in, the other three, that comes to fruition, we've talked about it a lot. It's worth noting again. I mean, I'm looking at those schools in terms of attendance and basketball. A lot of folks have talked about James Madison and, and softball. Football, the natural rivalry potentially with Southern Miss. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I, I maybe maybe the excitement has waned a little just because it's been talked about so mm-hmm. much and it's almost here or it's expected to almost be here. But it's worth repeating how how great this. Oh yeah. If this comes to fruition, which is the expectation, is going right. to be for the conference. Absolutely. You know, you're going to uh, be 14 members strong. Uh, those those uh, four new schools that we're adding, I think, are going to bring a tremendous amount of competitive excellence to the table, right? But when you think about it, you know, one thing that people don't really know yet, you know, you look at programs like Old Dominion and, and James Madison, like they're going to dwarf the rest of us from a budgeting standpoint. They live in the $50 million budget space. And, you know, as we talk about moving forward, we're going to have to, you know, we're not just worried about keeping up with the Joneses outside. We now are going to have to elevate what we do um, even amongst our conference. And so, you know, we live probably in a $35 million space at UL. And so we've got, you know, we're $15 million behind. And I'm just telling you, that's significant. So, 
you know, you're going to see us have a concerted effort, and we got to get to that $50 million space. And it's going to be through ticket sales and, and uh, RCAF membership growth and things like that. But we've got to do it if we want to be competitive. The evolution of college sports, uh, it continues. It's been a great conversation. Uh, it's game day, as, co- as uh, Dr. Maggard loves to say. It's Wear Red Friday. Uh, it is baseball tonight. Let's let's circle back to how we started. MLT Moorefield at Russo Park against number 14, UC Irvine. Uh, for folks that don't have tickets yet, go to the cage or don't yes. get them so you avoid yeah. all the ticket fees. That's right. Now, again, if you if you need that premium experience and, and not have to get out, just be prepared. You're going to pay some ticket fees, right? I see, I see some chatter out there, understandably so, that, you know, hey, gosh, these exorbitant ticket fees. Well, that's just part of it, unfortunately, right? So... If you can get to the box office, go do it. You'll save a tremendous amount of money on on fees. But if you can't and you need that luxury and that convenience, then just look at it as a luxury tax, so to speak, that's hey. put on. But that's listen, that's across the board. That's, right. that's America, right? It's not that's not, that's not correct. I mean, and if I so, if the, the the comparison I use a lot is, look, I can if I want to pick up some food, I can call the restaurant and go pick it up. Mm-hmm. I want a waiter, Uber Eats, or waiter, or something like that. There's going to be extra fees, right? Right. And the food, and the food might be cold. Right, it's convenient, but I could also just go pick it up. That's right, and I I avoid those fees. I mean, it's it's the same thing, and that's that's true of concerts, sports, Mm -hmm. wherever, uh, wherever you're looking. Um, But it's going to be fun. It's going to be an electrifying night, even you know with the cold weather. And uh, again, just wear heavy coat, bring a blanket if you need to, some gloves, bring some. Money for refreshments and have a great time. Can't wait. We'll see you out of the ballpark tonight, Dr. Maggot. I appreciate you coming in. It's great to see you. My pleasure. Thank we'll you. We'll be talking again, uh, I'm sure, in the future. Stay tuned. Dan Patrick's next. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.